Welcome to Nest Church, and thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope this word blesses you today. For more information, visit nestchurch.com. We hope to see you soon. And remember, you are loved. Uh, normally, we're supposed to pray now, but I said, you know what? Let's just go crazy today. Let's pray afterwards. Yeah, I'm going to switch it up. Oh, God. oh, my God, he's going off rhythm already. He's doing different things. And I want to let you know something. We went to the John Christ um, show on Friday, so I'm, I think I'm going to be a little bit of a comedian today at times. That was a joke that didn't land, so my career in being a comedian is very short. We'll go with that. Uh, Omar, where's Omar. Your announcements, dude, is Omar getting even better every week by week? Wow, bro. Like, people actually listen to you and pay attention. When I get up here, it's like, yeah, whatever, dude. Uh, can we get to Rigo already? So for those on the podcast, uh, yeah, this is not Rigo's voice. This is Maori today. Uh, today we're gonna, um, I'm gonna share on counting the cost. So let's count the cost. And it's, it's been kind of cool because we've kind of had like um, a theme going for the last couple of weeks. Like Rigo started sh- uh, sharing on the bridal payment. And I was like, man, that's so dope. Like I've seen the, the Lord's Supper completely different after uh, two weeks ago and how it's been just transforming, right? It's just different. We know a little bit more deeper. And then this Wednesday, Pastor Leo was here. Uh, and, and it's funny because on the podcast, Pastor Leo kept on saying, this morning. And I was like, man, everybody who's listening would have been like, did they have a special service on Wednesday in the morning? But he brought truth. And he spoke on the importance of truth that sometimes, like the Fugan men, you can't handle the truth. Like he went that way. And I was like, wow, it's so true. Sometimes we're not ready to handle the truth. And it's not the same after hearing the truth. So it's kind of cool both ways. And nonetheless, I was like, I'm shaking inside. I'm like, wait a second. For the last couple of weeks that I knew that I was going to be sharing, God has been speaking cost, counting the cost. And I'm like, wait a second. Bridal payment, there was a price paid. Knowing the truth, there's a cost paid with knowing the truth. And today, I want to wrap it up from our point of view of how we must, we must count the cost. And the reason why is how many times has any, you know what, I'm not even going to go that route. How many times have us said this? Because we've all said it. I didn't sign up for this. Huh? Yeah, that's, well, it's happened to me more than once. And I really feel it's because I didn't appreciate or took into consideration the cost, what it was going to take. So it gave me that moment that I started complaining, doubting, because, man, I didn't sign up for this. This wasn't what. It wasn't my expectations for this, right? So we're going to go in and out, and we're going to talk today. The, the majority of it is going to be of what Jesus told us, what the cost would be to be a disciple, right? So we're going to start in Luke 14. We're going to go from verse 25 to 33. I'm just going to read it. We get a little bit of understanding, and then I just want to talk. If you want to throw me an amen, like Rigo says, throw an amen. If you want to get a clap offering to the Lord, give a clap offering. If you want to stand up by your seat and walk around and be like, yes, I like that. Stand up, do it. 
I love you, family. Church is fun. Church is fun. Omar was already telling me that he's going to preach on common sense in a couple weeks. And I love that. Get, get ready for that. Where is he? Yeah, I know. He's laughing back there. He's like, common sense. Get ready. I don't know where it's going to go. We're proclaiming it. So here we go. Luke 14, 25, 33. And I, I go to the New King James. So if it's a little bit different from what you're reading or if they have it up there already. It's the, so this Jesus goes, now a great multitude went with him. Went now, right? Jesus was pretty much full the time everybody's following was it to do, except when he told the truth, right? And he turned and he said to them, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. So this morning, you want to be a Christian? You got to hate your mother, your father, your children, your wife. You got to lay in your life. Yeah, sign me up for that, right? That sounds like, I can do that. I'm full of anger. Let's do it. No, no, that's not what he's meaning. It's different. And he goes, and whoever does not bear his cross oof, and come after me cannot be my disciple. So, wait, wait. There was a cost already of saying I have to this and then now I have to carry my own cross. And Okay. And he goes, and whoever does not, right, sorry. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost? Whenever he has enough to finish it, right? Whether he has enough to finish it. Lest after he laid the foundation and is not able to finish, who will see it to begin to mock him saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. So it's funny. We got, he's giving a little parable now saying, okay. Who doesn't count the cost? So if you're in construction, you're not going to start a project and not count first, sit down, meditate, examine it, and be like, I need this type of material. I need this much to be able to finish the job. They don't just freelance. They just, you know what? I'm going to freehand it. I'm just going to go do it. Why? Because what does it say? Okay, you're halfway done. Oh, my God, looking so beautiful. And then you see you don't have enough supply. You got to run to Home Depot. Home Depot's closed. Guess what happens? You're a fool. Ha ha. Right? Let's make fun of this guy. Right? So it's funny. Oh, let's go. He's saying it in a parable, but how about when we apply that to our own very own lives? Yeah, I know. It's going to get deep later. It's going to get deep. Okay? So he goes, or what king? Okay, now we're going to, okay, talk about a labor. Let's go to a king now, the mighty, the mighty king, the president. is going to go make war against another king. Does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who come against him with 20,000. Okay, so... What king does not strategize? What president doesn't strategize? What prime minister strategize to go to war? If they don't, they're going to fool. Why? Because they're going to lose. They're going to fail, and they're going to be like they're a failure. Right? Right? Okay, right, right. Okay. All right, good. Who else or else, while the other is still great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has, Cannot be my disciple. Okay. We got the gist of it already. It's like serious, right? It's a serious cost. Jesus gave me a very serious cost. And, and it, it sounds like at that moment, a lot of people are going to get weeded out. Nah, man, this is, this, is, this is way too deep. I don't know what he's talking about. Like, I can't, I can't fathom or do that. Or, man, it, it takes too much on my part. Right? So, 
in my in my profession, in my calling, in my ministry outside of these four walls, um, I help families uh, protect themselves, invest, and for re re retirement. Not a commercial plug. The reason why I'm saying that is because with every single person, the most important thing I can do with them is have an assessment where they tell me the why, what their goal is, what they want to accomplish. Why? Because whenever we go on this journey together, I want to make sure that their expectations are met and they know what they signed up for. Okay? In life, who here likes TED Talk? I'm looking at Space Camp. Angel's birthday was this past uh, Friday. And Angel went to space camp. So I know he, he watches TED Talk. So there's this man named Simon Sinek, and he, he, um, he said it starts with why. And I was like, oh, geez, that's so important. And he, he, he goes off. If you have uh, time, which I know we all have occasional time that we can, in five minutes we can spare, put the YouTube video on Simon Sinek. It starts with why. It's very cool. And he starts talking about how, Corporations separate themselves from each other and why some are successful. So if we're going to be followers of Christ, we must first count the cost. And the most important thing is to start with the why, right? The second most important thing is how. And the third most important thing is what. How, why, what, okay? But the way we live our life in this world is the opposite. It's the what, it's the how, and the last time is the why. You want to know how I can prove it to you? Outside, this world knows a Christian what they stand for, what they stand against, not why they stand for it. You don't believe me? Why do you think people don't belong to a church? Because Christians hate this, Christians do this, Christians are hypocrites. They know what, they, what Christians supposedly stand for or against. But not the why. Everybody in this room has something that we have connected that we emotionally respond to people. We respond, we emotionally respond. So if someone, if you, when you share your story, your testimony, you're explaining the why. That captures somebody. But if I stop just right now spilling out scripture, James 1.33 or whatever, just throwing a number out there, probably not even a James 1.33. For your Bible scholars, sorry I offended somebody. That's not what I meant. I'm just saying, you see, guess what happens? I just turned half people out. Oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Man, but if I start saying you the why, how God has saved me, separated me, shown me love, unconditional love, got me to a place that where my condemnation of myself and my conviction of myself, he stripped it away and said, but you're my son and I love you. I felt unlovable. At times I still struggle with feeling unlovable. But my why is important. And I can, I can spend all day talking about the why. But now if you tell me what to do, it might work for Tito. It might not work for me. So if someone comes to you and be like, you know what, just give me the cliff notes on how to be a Christian. What should I do? What should I hate? It's not going to work. Psalm 51, David starts talking. It's funny, I was going to share this at the end. It's not even in the notes. But David starts talking. This is after he committed adultery, after he murdered somebody, after his son died. And he's praying to God. And in verse 15, he starts going. He goes, um, you know my heart, Lord. And the only thing I ask is this, uh, you don't care about sacrifices. 
What you care for is a, is, is, is a, a, a contrite heart. So at the end of the day, it's always an issue and a matter of the heart. And I'm not talking about the organ. I'm talking about your soul, who you are, your core. At the end of the day, our walk, our counting the cost, our complaints, our everything, it's always an issue of the heart. That's a secret sauce. Issue of the heart. That's all it is. Oh, I'm mad at this person. Issue of the heart. You might be justifiable in being upset. Issue of the heart. Oh, this person said this. Work it out. Issue of the heart. That's all it is. Rip the band-aid. Let's do it. So people connect emotionally to the why, not the? Oh. The what, not the what. People connect to the why, not the what. So remember, when, when you're sharing, when you're boasting in what God is doing in you, it's the why. You're not boasting, well, I have, uh, I abstained from this for 35 years. Hallelujah, that's great, but why? Why did you abstain for 35 years? Because God is so good. Because I'm not walking with, Leo's, Pastor Leo said, I say, there's many of us who are walking with chains, making sounds that we don't even know it. So the why is, why have I abstained from that? Why doesn't it calm me even though I see the temptation there and it's an everyday struggle? Because the why is so much bigger. I counted the cost. It's different. Okay. So let's go, now I'm going to go with the key steps, right? So we're starting hubs oh, man. in September. Those of you clapping know what a hub is. So what a hub is, is a way for this family to get connected and keep making family. And to reach others out there so we can make family and friends with those out there. And when I say family, it's like we are an extended family. Let's be honest with that. And, and not we're trying, to com we're trying to create that. Sometimes it happens organically. Sometimes we've got to work at it. And work at it. And work at it. Did I mention work at it? All right, good. But we're doing the hubs and we're going to have like the hubs. We have like a, it's what God is speaking to this nest on a Sunday. We're getting together at a Starbucks or a public place. We have a coffee. We just talk. And we talk amongst ourselves to encourage one another how we apply it in our life and how it's moving, God is moving in our life in that word that was preached here. Why is that important? Because sometimes we just walk out of here and we forget half an hour out. It, it, happens. it happens. It's happened to me that Rigo starts talking to me on a Tuesday. Bro, that was so powerful. What happened on Tuesday? And I'm like, what did he preach on? And notice I whispered at that part for a reason. Because hopefully I mumbled and he couldn't hear it on the podcast. But we'll go from that. So getting back to the hub. The hub we have talking points and it's like, well, we say what the topic is and we give a couple points so then we can have a guided conversation around it. Because if not, you know, when we all get together, everybody wants to share the story and we're there for an hour and a half and then it turns into three hours. And, and the hub is really 45 minutes. It's only for six weeks that we're going to gather together every other week. And then we take a break for like two months. So it's not an everyday type of thing every week. So I'm saying that already at a sneak preview, so get excited for the hub and get connected. And Google even copied us, our Nest Hub. Google copied us. Google. So point number one, it says it requires transfer of ownership. So if I'm going to start counting the cost and if I'm going to be a believer, I didn't say believer, like Christian falls into just a general. If I'm going to believe in Christ, I'm going to have this Relationship with Christ, that like we say we're going to, have, I have the why. I have to, from what he said the cost was, I have to transfer ownership of my life. 
Yeah, I started with the hard one first, right? Because we're selfish. How do I know we're selfish? Because if I say there's free food outside, majority you're going to run outside and want to go first. And whoever didn't run out first because you didn't want to seem like you're running out first, you're going to get mad if you don't get food. Because it was free. They didn't count the cost for me in preaching on that today. There's no free food outside. I'm sorry. I don't know why I used that example. <laughs> they didn't even think about it. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. It's a hard issue. Thank you. So it requires a transfer of ownership. So we're going to go Luke 9.23. Then he said to them all, not just one, to them all, if anyone, you, anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, okay, and take up his cross daily and follow me. We read that before. He said it again. Jesus likes to repeat himself to make sure people start listening because the first time we don't listen. Listen, Linda, listen, right? Listen, Linda. So my ownership now is saying, carry your cross, which means, Betsy said it perfect today. She went into details, blood on the nails. Yeah, it was nasty scene. So pretty much, kill yourself. Okay, that sounded very tragic for another podcast. Kill your desires, kill your goals, kill what you want for your life. And start living what God wants for your life. How do I do that? It's hard work every single day. I have not mastered it. I don't know why I'm holding the mic like that. But I haven't mastered it. I'm trying to. Glory to glory. But every day I have to make that conscious decision. Today I'm not living for myself. I'm living for him. Because the why. So every day I have to remind myself, there's a cost for this. I'm counting my cost. Because he paid the price. This preaching could have got a different way. But now it's my turn to pay my price. Because everybody says, salvation is free. Economics 101. And I love sharing about this. I'm very passionate about economics. Ready? There's no free lunch. Somebody paid for that lunch. So when you got that little chashki, uh, oh my God, they gave me a free water bottle. It's so cool. Somebody paid for that. So your salvation, it was bought. Somebody had that cost and took it. Who was it? Jesus, God himself. Amen. That's a good point. Right? Yay, gets a good clap. They paid, they, your price was paid. And I don't know about you, I'll talk about myself, and I'm still racking them up, not on purpose. But my bill is going to be long when I get to heaven. And the accuser is going to stand before and be like, oh my God, Maori, yes, I was waiting for this moment. And God's, Jesus is going to show up and be like, I paid that cost, baby. He's mine. And the father's going to see it. I'm going to see the father's glistening of his eye. He's going to be like, my beloved, yes, come. And I can't wait to hear his words. Ready? Welcome, good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. I really mean that. This, that's the why I live this walk. This is the why I wake up every morning because I know that it's one day closer to seeing him and being with him for eternity. And it's so hard because we can get caught up in living for today. We have a lot of good things around us. And everything good comes from above. But we've always said that let that not replace what your true joy is. Let remember what the cost is and why you're walking this walk is to be with him one day in eternity forever. No more pain. But just starting with no more pain, imagine that. Joy. No more tears. And the most important thing him being so bright that there's just light all around you 
and it's him. Like, we believe in a God we never seen. How? That still blows my mind, right? Imagine, imagine the angels who are looking down and be like, how and why? But we believe in a God because he gave us the faith. We know that it's the Holy Spirit because there's a deposit of cost from the Holy Spirit in us. But that one day is because of that investment from him is going to take us to be with him one day. He's going to get, wow, he's going to get a return on his investment. Ooh. So with your cost, what's the return of your investment? Because if you just gave your, ready? We transfer ownership of our life. I'm giving you this. Here's my transfer. What's going to be your reward? What's going to be your, the investment you're going to get back? We're all going to get one type of investment. With him, without him. I hope everyone in this, choose, in this room chooses with him. Okay? Yeah. Okay. All right, good. Good. And those who, uh, Galatians 5.24, so we're going to go with Paul here. Let's go, let's go, let's go with Paul, right? Because Jesus said it, now let's see what somebody else says. It says, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. I saw that so cool and so black and white of what it means to carry your cross. I have to crucify my flesh with its passions and its, des its desires. It doesn't mean that the ambitious and the calling that God put in your life to go there for and do, it's wrong. No. Okay? Again, there's, there's a lot of good things that many of us have been called to and are walking in the right way. I'm talking about the stubbornness that you can't serve two masters. The, but Lord, this is all I know. Over here. But I know I feel good when I'm in worship over here. But man, this moment over here is all I know. Like I've been in Egypt for so long here. And what, what Egypt means is slavery. And you'll be like, how can somebody be comfortable in slavery? Well, because you've been doing it all along. You know what the cost is there. And you know the pain is there. And you say, well, I've taken this pain for so many years. I can handle it for a couple years more. And God is like, no. Let's go to the unknown. Here's a, ready? Here's the admission. I can't tell you what's going to happen yet. I can't. It's a surprise. But what? Get, but, but what? I'll be with you all the way. And it's so worth it. Oh, my God. Normally everybody say, sign me up. But then we get, ready? As a child, we're like, yes, let's go. Maxie, right now, we take him to ice cream. He's running to El Oso. Those are Frosties. Have you guys been to Frosties? Commercial plug, go to Frosty's. Amazing ice cream. He sees, he sees the, the, the bear and he runs. He, doesn't, he forgets about his parents. And that's how faith like a child, like just go to it. Right? But as an adult, we start putting the excuses because we know the cost already. Oh my gosh, but if this happens, this can start happening. This can go this way and this hurts. And ready for the word? This sucks. I don't want to go there again. And God's like, no, 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 but it's a pruning process. Omar, it's, 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 I'm making a sword, and it's going to come out better. You're going to cut people and bring salvation, and it's going to be great. When I make cut people spiritually. Oh, man. Thank God I stopped at the moment when Lewis looked at me like. 
I'm trying to imitate my teacher, Jesus, with eat my blood, uh, eat, eat my body and drink my blood, but not because I'm not God. I can't say that. So I'm saying let's spiritually use this word, cut, cut through the heart and, and bring hope. I love all your smiles right now, though. So we can't follow him and the world. You can't belong to both. I'm sorry to break that for you. If you thought, if you thought in your own strength you can do that, you can't. And it's so simple because I always said it like, I'm a kid that grew up in Hialeah. I don't know why people talk about Hialeah. I really don't. I don't understand. Maybe because I'm from Hialeah. I don't understand why people make fun of Hialeah. Bird Road is worse than Hialeah. It's two-lane traffic. It's whatever. Whatever, dude. I love you too, Sawaseda, when you're listening. We love you. But I know that when one of my friends have beef, right, I couldn't necessarily be neutral because both of them are talking to my ear. I'm always going to pick one. As much as I don't because I'm going to be like, this guy was right. This guy wasn't. And I see that as being part of the world, like, you can't be like, I'm going to continue living this lifestyle, but I'm going to be a good Christian on Sunday. You're going to be in anxiety. You're going to be in torment. You're going to be in sleepless nights. Your life is not going to be fulfilling. I can just say the truth. Your life is not going to be fulfilling. You can try to mask and put a lot of more stuff in this world, stack up that bill even higher, and it's not going to be fulfilling because it's going to be one time you're going to look up and be like, I'm so sad. I feel unlovable. I have accomplished nothing. I am nothing. And God's like, no, you are everything. I paid a heavy price for you. Count the cost. Come over on this side fully. Pastor Javi, one day preached here. And, and I remember key things that stick out. And one thing he said, he goes, I can't do that 50-50 stuff, man. I got to go 100 and it's so funny because he went 100 with his costs. How many others are here now or been blessed because he went 100? So your price, just like Jesus, will benefit somebody else. There's different type of investments. Okay? So let's talk about the narrow gate one. You guys want to go over that preaching, over that parable? Because that one always scares me. It does. Like... Watch how I'm going to say the parable. Ready? Matthew 7, 13 to 14. We are going to use scripture. We're going to use scripture. Enter by the narrow gate. So somebody like me, I always start thinking different. So I'm like, wait a second, bro. In Disney, I just hate crowds. I do. I, I don't like it. I just don't like the crowds already. I guess because I'm older. The music to me today sounded loud, but that's just me. <laughs> Tito, we're getting older. We're getting wiser, but like the wine, the older the better, baby. The older the better. Nothing to do with this, but let's say how we're getting wiser. I'm having dinner with Lewis and my wife on Friday before the concert, and the music is so loud that I can't even hear the waitress, and all I'm talking about is like, why is it so loud in here? I just want to talk. <laughs> and we're having dinner at 6. Honey, I made it. <laughs> yeah. And then Mondo's like, you're not old, brother. I'm like, no, 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 I'm getting there. No, your son keeps you young. He makes me stay young. I want to be old. 
about getting to being old. You made it in life, man. That's dope. Yeah, the cost of the, of the bones hurting and the arthritis and whatever else may come, whatever. But you made it. Look at the wisdom you have obtained for getting there. And then you can tell the youth and they won't listen. <laughs> right? I've been there. Sure you have. I'm 13. I know the world already. I'm ready. Okay. Maxie was crying yesterday. He was having a temper tantrum. He's two years old. I don't like to say terrible twos. I like to say trying twos, right? Because he's testing us constantly now. And he's crying. And I go to my wife. My wife's like, why is he crying? And I go, I think he forgot why he's crying. <laughs> and he really forgot why he was crying. Because like, Maxie, you want this? Uh, yeah. But then you tell him, you want something else? Yeah. And at that moment, I looked, OMG moment. God, that's how God looks at me. Why are you crying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm at that point where now I see movies and I, I'll be like, bro, a Christian wrote that. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and I'm like, God is just like, yeah, yeah, that's how I see you. Like a, like a, like a two-year-old toddler crying. Because he didn't have cookie, but then he forgot about cookie. And he's crying because he's just like, I don't know, I'm, I'm in it already. I might as well just go for it. I love it. When my son commits, he commits. Oh, man. And that's because I've been praying that he'd be a royal priesthood since before he was in his mom's belly. And I know that he's going to be the monarch of our family name of the, of the Y. And that's what I put... In the, in the Wailing Wall, it was a prayer for my son to be a light in this darkness. Why? Because I know that the cost is going to be more expensive as the years go, go by. It's going to be more trying. Life just gets harder, darker. And I know that I would love for him to just glorify God and walk with him every single day of his life. And the cost that I want to lay for him is being a good father, being a good example. As a good husband as a good father, and as a good friend. I want to be that example. I want to pay that price to show him. I have to count my costs. Which is easier said than done when we get real, right? Okay, yeah. My life is not peachy and roses all the time. It's fun. But then we have a temper tantrum. Okay. So enter the narrow gate. Let's, this is, everybody was asking me, are you nervous to share? No, I'm nervous about going off on different avenues and being here. Oh, my God, we have a good time. 11.27. We're good. So, okay, let's go back to Matthew 7, 13 to 14. Focus, focus, okay, Lewis, focus. That was Lewis Palacios, by the way. Enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. So ready? Jesus is telling you, go through that tight, hard space. Don't go through the easy way because the easy way is actually going to lead to your destruction. So ready? The world says, convenience, easier, softer, uh, everybody in. He's saying, no, 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 go through that little stretch right there where nobody wants to go through, where it's harder, where you can't even see the, uh, like, you can't even see the edge because it's so narrow. Like, you can't even see the ending of it. But I'm going to walk with you. It's, oh, like, oh, ready? It's going to hurt. It's going to be a moment you're going to think that I'm not even with you. 
At moments, you're going to second guess yourself. Man, is God even real? Is God even with me? He told me to walk. Well, look at the oxymoron in our life. We start questioning God, but yet we heard him five steps ago. But when we're five steps into the heart, we start even doubting. And I start even questioning if God is even real. Or if God is even with you. We're emotional people. That's what it is. We're emotional people. Okay. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way. Narrow is the gate and difficult is the way. Which leads to life. So guess what? Life is supposed to be hard. And there are few who find it. That's why it's scary. Can I get real? That's why it's scary because there are few who find it. And we take for granted because the Holy Spirit has already deposited in you the ability to believe. But how many have been raised from birth not even knowing what the love of God is or even having his name and he feels like a mystical being very far away who can be real, who is not real. And they spend their whole life trying to get through it, trying to pay a price through this life without getting a reward on their investment. Our life is hard. Imagine you're doing without God and the peace in your life. And we complain, I don't have peace, I don't have this. You have some form of peace. Everyone in this room, you're loved. You might have to get reminded of that, but you're loved. You might not be loved the way you want to be loved because we're selfish. I want to be loved like this, but you are loved in some capacity. And it's good to be coming here every Sunday and Wednesday in the podcast, whatever it is, to be reminded of that. But how many wake up every day not even having the feeling of what love is? Because we hear the cry, I feel lonely, I feel unlovable. That's what today's society is screaming out. We hear it in the news. Feels isolated, feels, but yet they're walking in a white gate, it's supposed to be easier. Nah, let's take, let's count the cost, let's go this way. It's more fulfilling. So your why and why you're doing things, the cost is going to pay intermission. Okay? It requires a risk versus reward assessment. We've been getting that through already. So when I talk retirement with, with individuals, the, the best, the first question, which I don't even ask anymore, let me be honest, is like, when do you want to retire? Because they say tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, me too. But I'm sorry, I don't have like, uh, nowadays you need like $5 million in my bank account just to be able to live out a lifestyle I'm living today. So, sorry. I want to go to Publix. No, you didn't get that joke? Okay. Sorry. In investment, the higher the risk, the higher the reward. Okay? The way it works is that when you're younger, technically in the investment world, you're supposed to invest in higher risk because you have a longer time to make up for it, but you get a high reward at the end. When you're in the middle or later stage in life, you start getting a little bit more conservative with it. But in the Christian world, in our calling, there's no being conservative. Leave that for the politics. It's high risk. Why is it high risk? Because you're risking your life every day by crucifying and getting out, but the reward is high. And the difference between this market that does this, oh, recession, this and that, there's never a recession. In our spiritual world. So if you're in a recession today spiritually, we're going to get you out. Because we're going to pray. 
I said, we're going to pray afterwards. That's what we're going to start praying for. If you feel that you're in a recession, you're not growing, you're not getting out, you're not going to the next level, today you're going to get to the next level. Nothing special the words that we're going to pray today. Nothing special. The oil that we can go like this to you, that's great. Nothing special about that oil. The why is special. And for the podcast, I pointed up. Him who, who sits on his throne, but he's here. Yeah, let that blow your mind. He says he's on his throne, but yeah, he says he's omnipresence here with us. So the one that could be in all places at one time, he's the one that's going to give you that high risk, high reward today. Okay? We're not living this life by chance. That's what I want to tell you. There's no chance involved. We say things like, oh, we go to war, and the, 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 the war, the, the victory is promised to us. We say, oh, we're going to plant, and, and the, the, the vine's going to grow. It's going to be a beautiful plant. Maybe we can't relate to those words, like the, like the comic said on Friday, because we're not gardeners. We're not landscaping. We're, we're not people of actually physical war. But, but I can tell you, like, like, just like this, and I'm going to come with this. We are guaranteed that if we just go forth with faith and just do it blindly, he will reveal to us that he's always been there and the victory is there. We got that? Okay. So there's no risk with God. He guaranteed you're going to be with him for in eternity. Okay? So there's a guarantee there. That's what I say. It's not doing more for him. It's having the right heart, paying that price for him. Don't get caught up in, I got to do more, I got to do more, I got to do more. Acts are nothing for him. It's, what, what is this? What is your soul speaking? What is your heart speaking to him? What worship is here? Not just singing on a Sunday or singing in your car. What is worship onto him? What is that offering? What is that aroma that he smells? to be like, oh my God, your salon smells so good because he loves me so much. Not because he's wearing cologne, Right? Because he's real. Yoslang is giving me his awe today. Yoslang loves me unconditionally. Yoslang, when he shouldn't have faith, he has faith. When, when there's just darkness all around him, he's being the light that he's walking there forth. Getting attacked left and right. Getting punched. Boom. Turn the other cheek. Boom. Oh my God, I'm on the floor. Get back up. Keep fighting. Let's go. You can do this. Lewis gave me the perfect assessment when I was crying about two and a half months ago. And brother, I can't wait to tell you a great story about that later. Oh my gosh. I just start... Vented to him. Something big happened. I had, I had a panic attack that I was, I, was like, I was like this. No lie. Hands shaking. I got out of the office. I had to go. Memorial, Memorial Day weekend. And he just told me, bro, just activate your faith and live in it. You've been practicing for so long. God just wants you to act in that faith. Just go and do it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. That's so true. Life-changing advice that you gave me. I don't want to call it advice. I want to call it truth. Because like what Pastor Leo said, once you hear something like that, you're never the same ever again. But what if we fail? Yeah, that was a great moment for that, right? <laughs> Slow cap going to the loft. Glory, glory, glory. But I wrote this. What if we fail? Right? Because none of us like to fail. If you count the cost, you know it was worth it. You aren't caught by surprise, and it was a calculated risk. Cancer came. 
you counted the cost. I can't even explain that one, right? But somehow he's going to get glory and somehow you're going to be smiling and no pain ever again. Or cancer took somebody you love. I'm using cancer because that's an example that I can relate to. And I love that part of counting the cost is not giving up, not blaming God with that, but saying, your ways are not my ways. I know for the very fact you do not wish pain upon my mother-in-law. I know that because God is good. God doesn't want that pain on her. God doesn't want to have me and my wife missing her every single day. God doesn't want that. But God wants his glory. And what the devil meant for bad, God's going to turn it for good. I don't know what that is right now. I might not ever even be explain that to the day I get to be with him, which I'm actually, when I get to the day to be with him, we're not, me and my wife are not going to care. Because we're going to see her, we're going to be in his presence, we'll be like, whatever, it was worth it. High risk, high reward, I got my reward. Yeah, we suffered on her, so we missed her. But now guess what? Rigo even prophesied over me, and I'll, I'll be blamed, that you're going to be a house for the sick and for the broken. And I'm like, I'm going to be around sick and broken people. That sucks. Can I be honest? Because I don't know how to separate not getting involved with you to the point that I start hurting with you. I'm not the type of person that just gets happy when something good happens to me. I get happy when others, something good happens to them. So if I know that you're suffering and I love you, I'm suffering. Nothing about me, God gave me that. What a, what a gift. That's what starts happening when you start cutting the cost and you, oh man, he starts depositing more of, you, of him in, in, in you. So I take it as, thank you, Lord. That wasn't my DNA before. And if you knew me before, you know that definitely wasn't my DNA before. But now it is. So, honey, get, get ready for the unknown. But he's with us to the very end. And if we're going to install that hope by showing what our cost is, amen to that. The first time my wife is actually in here when I'm actually sharing. It's kind of cool. I don't have a picture of you like Regal had of Nancy up there because I'm not talking a bribe payment. But you're my beloved here on earth and I love you. And there's nobody else I'd rather be one with. Behave. And this look great segue. Because in Romans 8, 28, here's the, here's the promise. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. Not my purpose. Not your purpose. His purpose. We're going to play a video of something that really um, impacted my life. Right? And it really spoke to me that I go, a Christian wrote this. Uh, it's three minutes. Let's watch it and then we'll come back. I really hope I can do it. 
because they're all depending on me. I know that I must leave the only home I've ever known and brave the dangers of the forest, saving them before they're eaten. I mean, how hard can that be? If you know the song, you can you can definitely sing in with it, okay? It's okay. Looking up at a sunny sky, so shiny and blue, and there's a butterfly. Well, isn't that a super fantastic sign? <laughs> It's gonna be a fantastic day. Such marvelousness it's gonna bring. Got a pocket full of songs that I'm gonna sing. And I'm ready to take on anything. Hooray! Some super fun surprise around each corner. Just riding on a rainbow. I'm gonna be okay. Hey! I'm not giving up today. There's nothing getting in my way. And if you knock, knock me over. Message of Princess Poppy. So for those in the podcast world, yes, I just played trolls. And Princess Poppy just shared her struggles, her cost. Did you see her optimism in it though? I saw panic. She got swallowed. She came back up again. She faced danger. Okay, I don't know if I can do this, but she just went forth, and this is where her words she goes, hey. I'm not giving up today. There's nothing getting in my way. And if you knock, knock me over, I will get back up again. Oh, if something goes a little wrong, well, you can go ahead and bring it on. Because if you knock, knock me over, I will get back up again. That sounds like a warrior to me, right? That's who you are. A little wrong could have gotten in your life. Little wrong has gone in your life. Knock, knock you over, you're going to get back up again. That's your, that's your cost. You know what the risk is. You know what the investment was. Get back up again. We can have fun here. We can have trolls. Ready? This is where I'm going to get a little serious on this one too. It goes, the past can hurt, but it remains in the past. It's not forgotten, but you have lived through it and either became stronger through it or have allowed for its pain to strike fear into you. Two choices. That's the only way it can hurt you, by striking fear. I didn't write that. Rafiki did. I just quoted the Lion King. You're laughing. Christian people telling you. How do I know these things? I've been watching Trolls for already like 300 and something times, and we're going on The Lion King at 400 and something love already. 400? And it's again and again. So, uh, yeah, Rafiki spoke to me. 
a baboon. The baboon spoke to me. And he spoke truth. He's a, yeah, a donkey, Rafiki. Different times. Simba was suffering from anxiety. How do I know that? Because Simba was, what happened to him in the past was giving him fear for something that hasn't even happened yet. That's what anxiety is. You remember what you went through, you get fear of it, and you start thinking already ahead of time before it even happens of what's going to happen or what could happen worse. Fear came in and stopped you. So your past can only hurt you because of the fear, not because of what happened. This I wrote. When we look back on our life, we're not going to look back at the decisions that we took in life and the results. I don't believe that. I'm talking about deathbed moment here. Like, we're going to go see Jesus. I don't think we're going to look back at the decisions that we took and man, like, I wish I should have done that. Like, if I wouldn't have done that, this would have happened. I think we're going to think a little bit different because you hear people share these moments before they, they pass. And we're going to look back more at the moments and we're going to say that we wish we would have done this and not spent so much time on that. We flip it. I wish I didn't spend so much time in anxiety and fear and separation from God and doubt. I wish I would have enjoyed the moment more and lived in that joy and peace that he was promising on earth. Because in this church, we believe that we can experience heaven on earth. Because it's promised. Fear is the only thing that can steal that from us. So today, I want to renounce fear. So what, what possessed us no longer possesses us. I didn't even mumble or did I, did I, did I mumble a little bit on that one? No? Okay, because now I want to be clear. Let's go clear. So what possessed us no longer possesses us. We renounce it. That's it. A lifestyle change or good, or good deeds, that, ne- that won't earn your salvation. The contrite heart will. Leo shared the truth and Regal were preaching of that the, the only sin is not forgiven is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Remember that? Yeah. Lifestyle change and good deeds won't earn us a salvation. It's acceptance of who God is reigning in our hearts as Lord and Savior. That will give us salvation. Because like I said earlier, the cost for him was way more compared to the cost that I have to pay. Because my bill is still racking up. Matthew 6, 24, and, and I'm actually, Tito, you come up? I did good timing, right, guys? All right, good. Matthew 6, 24, and I'm going to read from the NLT. It says, no one can serve two masters. See how I repeat stuff a lot? For one will hate one and love the other. You, you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God. And be a slave to money. But let's change money. You can put anything there. You cannot be enslaved, ready, to your children. You cannot be a slave to your wife. You cannot be enslaved to your husband. You cannot be enslaved to your job. You cannot be enslaved to your sin. You cannot be enslaved to what is striking fear in you. You cannot be enslaved to that. Don't serve that. You can't serve both. Oh, you don't understand. I don't want to serve that. Renounce it. Easy to say. 
Let's pray together over it. I'm called to be a house for the broken and the sick. Try me in this. I might fail you unwittingly, but I won't fail him because I'll get back up again. You're loved. You're not a failure. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You're new, beloved. The fear stuff, what used to define you, that's gone. You're new. You smell great. You're the bride getting ready here on earth. Man, you're getting that dress tailored perfectly. And it's wider than white. It's wider than the other bride. That you're, you're, you're wearing a tiara that's just, it blinds people. Like the gypsy wedding ones. Have you seen those? Like that. You're shining. And to the world, we look ridiculous. But to him, man, he sees beauty. He's like, yeah. She gets it. She's getting ready. She's preparing herself every single day, even though it feels like forever. Come, Lord. Rigo said that our spirit is screaming, come, Lord. Come, Lord. I'm paying the cost. We're paying the cost. Come, Lord. I can't wait till I get my, my investment back, Lord God. Which is you. one positive result that we can obtain from counting the cost is being worthy to suffer for him you're lonely you're suffering for him be a light to those your money problems you're suffering for him be a light to those somebody died in your family you're sick whatever it is you're suffering for his cause be a light to those don't let it be in vain. Don't let your price of what you're paying be in vain. Be a light. Be a crutch to somebody else who's giving up that hope to who doesn't know him. Count that cost. It requires trust, not fear. Maxi, um, I love my son. So one day, um, I take them off. I, I do. I do drop off, and I love doing drop off. I, I get it's 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 a season in my life where I'm doing drop off, and I love it. And um, in the morning, we have a routine. Who has a routine here in the morning? Okay, everybody's nodding because I know all of you have a routine. Because if the routine gets thrown off, you're gonna get mad for that day, right? My day started off horrible. Great. Today's gonna be a great day. Sarcasm. So I wake up in the morning and. We co-sleep. Save your judgments. Save your, oh, that's bad for your marriage if you're co-sleeping. It's my bed. I make it. I sleep in it. Thank you for your concern, even though you're going to forget that I co-sleep two weeks from now. Yeah, it's a touchy subject, people. He will go to his bed eventually. He's not going to be 15 sleeping in the bed with us. That's just weird, okay? And if you're 15 sleeping with your parents, I'm sorry. I'm not mocking you. But be a man or be a woman and go to your room already. Snowflake generation, I have to be real. I have to be real. 
People get offended. It's very sensitive here. So we have streaming TV. We don't have we don't have cable. And for some reason, the app went off like it wasn't working. Bro, and Maxie needs to have his Mickey Mouse clubhouse right when he wakes up. If he doesn't hear hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. I don't even know what's going to happen that day, to be honest with you. But it happened to me on this day. So I'm like, oh, great. We don't have hot dog. We don't have Mickey Mouse. And I go, Bobby, you want Netflix? To get a Netflix. And he goes, yeah. Maxie's very good with two words. His delayed speech, please play for him. Um, he's going to be talking, I know, any minute. Um, how fast he is. Yes, he I declare it. This is just a faith moment. But he says, yeah, and no, 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 really well. Okay? And he goes, yeah. Uh, he wants to, I go, uh, you want Poppy? No. You want Boss Baby? Yeah. So we put on Boss Baby. And I go, man, I got to get ready. I got to go drop him off. I got to get to the office. So then I start going. I start getting ready. And normally he gets out of the bed. He follows me. And then he starts touching all my stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And you know how it is with a toddler. If you don't know what it is with a toddler, you're constantly negotiating and being like, stop, listen, don't do that. That's somebody else's joke. But it's the truth. It's funny because it's true. Okay? Bro, I get dressed and I don't see Max. I gave him his chai cherry ready, his milk, and I don't see Max. And Max, nobody's coming. I'm telling you, he's right here that's right there okay but I go back and this kid this kid is laying like this in the middle of the bed legs spread with his cheche right here watching boss baby at that moment I just I'm fully dressed already for work right I look and I go wow doesn't care about a diaper change doesn't care he, had, he didn't have Mickey Mouse. Doesn't care he has to go to his abuela's house now. Doesn't care about what he's going to do three hours from now. He doesn't care. He's living in the moment. He's enjoying Boss Baby. At that moment, I knew my son is Boss Baby. But what I started thinking in that moment is that there's no anxiety in Max's life right now. He's not sweating the stuff. And I started thinking... Why have anxiety? Easier said than done. I'm going to say that. Because let's say it does happen what you're stressing out about. You just suffer twice. The moment before it happened, you're suffering. And the moment it happens, you suffer. That's twice suffering. Compared to if it happens, I suffer then. That's a wise investment. I'm going to count that cost. I'm going to stop spending more than what I have to. I'm going to be frugal with my focus and worries going forward. I'm going to live for today. It's important to invest for the future. That's why we're paying a price. But let's, it's not promised. Let's maximize today. Let's live in today. Let's love today. Let's show peace and love and hope today. No anxiety, no fear. Today, live for today. Live for the very moment right now. And I want you to always think at that moment where you're going to have anger, stress, or anything, go, boss baby, boss baby, boss baby. And think of Maxie and think that's how God wants you to be. You got this. You promise you're with me from the beginning to the very end. You called me by name when I didn't even know my name. You gave me an identity that others said I was this and you said, nah, you're not that, you're my beloved. I'm going to end with Isaiah 
this is just, I love promises. I love God's promises. God is not a liar. God is truth. God says he does it. Our, our covenant with God, we might break our side of the covenant. He won't break his covenant. We break our promises, our, I swear, Lord, today, I swear. We break it. Even though the Bible says, ready? Don't swear unless you're going to come through with it. We break it. But he doesn't break his part. So in Isaiah, he says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Thank you, Lord. You paid a price. He paid a price. When things go now, remember that you signed up for this. Count the cost because he did. And it's funny. He told us what the cost was. But yet to tell you how he was human at the same time here on earth, a couple, sometime later, he was at the Garden of Gethsemane, bleeding blood, sweating blood, literally sweating blood, saying, Father, if it's possible, pass this cup from me. Not for the reason, I, I really believe this, not for the reason of physical pain, because for the first time ever, the triune God is going to be separated. All our sin was going to fall on him. And for, for the very first time ever, because God is no time, the father was going to have to do this and turn his back to him and be like, I can't be there with you because you're full of sin. But I need you to take this one for the team. I need you to do this for them because we love them. We created them in our image. They're our beloved. Satan is trying to steal this from us. He thinks he won. He didn't win. What the devil meant for bad, God turned it for good. Let's stand up today and just give God glory today. Let's live in today. Let's pay the price today. Man, I'm telling you, if you're living a recession and you want to come up, just come up. If you want freedom, come up. If you want to praise, come up. Man, if you want anything from God of knowing him more, just come up. I'm not even going to pray for you. I'm going to pray with you. Holy Father, we call you that, Abba, because you are our Father. We thank you, Lord, because you are truth, oh God, and your promises come true, oh God. Speak to us, oh God, right now. We're going we're gonna to sing a song right now, oh God, and we just want to sing with you, oh Lord. We want to pray with you, oh Lord. We want to... We wanna, we want you to intervene in our life right now, oh God. Because the words that come out of our hearts, our contrite hearts, are true joy to you, Lord. That's what you want, the realness, oh God. You don't want the fake. You don't want the, the one posing. You want the truth. You want the ugly. You want the dirty. You want the real me. You want the desperation me. You want the one that knows that we can't do it on our own. You want the real. Let us give you the real.